Hey Series Fest, this is Claire Taylor, the Director of Programming, and I am joined today by the creative minds behind the podcast Feminist Foremothers, which is part of our Next in Q Spotlight at Series Fest Season 7. Welcome to Emily and Layla. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, so to get started, I mean, you guys, Feminist Foremothers is not a small uh, subject matter. If, 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 well, maybe I'm a feminist, so I know how much there is to cover here. But what was the idea behind making this a podcast? Feminist Foremothers was created as part of Mama Film, an organization that I run here in Wichita, um, as part of our Sundance Film Festival Beyond Film Programming. So in, in addition to being a satellite screen for Sundance, we were tasked with um, creating content that, that showcased local talent. Um, and Emily and I have known each other for a long time. She's an amazing writer. And we started talking about like, there are some incredible women that are, that are from here um, or have ties to Wichita. And so we started talking about what this might look like. And, and originally it was like a parade and like, you know, a dance routine and all this. And we're like, wait a minute, it's COVID. Like we can't do this. So we started talking about podcasts and how much we both really loved and have been enjoying podcasts, especially during COVID because there's just so much, you know, oversaturation on the screen and, you know, going out walking or doing the dishes or whatever you're doing, you can all, it's so much, it's so easy to, to digest like audio content. So um, we started talking and, and somehow Feminist Four Mothers was born. Emily, you might remember more. To me, it seems like a long time ago. <laughs> I think if, if I recall correctly, it was, um, yes, we had talked about a dance and a parade and maybe I would write something. And at some point, I think you said, what if we just make this a podcast? <laughs> that sounds about right. I need to know a little bit more about this dance in a parade. <laughs> well, it was this idea about, so it was gonna be all these women dressed up as Carrie Nation and like doing this like march um, and like this choreographed dance, like representing like prohibition and all, you know. So it was like, we were thinking about like, thinking about it, bringing in different artists and things. But one of the things that really like I love about this podcast and about Emily's writing is like connecting history to pop culture. And I feel like it makes like, history so much more accessible because I listen to a lot of pop culture podcasts and I think that when you're looking at it through that kind of a lens it can be so educational to like learn more about you know the way you connect um, prohibition to like Chrissy Teigen and things that are happening in the world right now I think it really makes it like a, a different kind of dig digestible. Yeah, and I think also history is living, right? We're not at the end of anything, we're part of it. And so thinking about where we fit in and where our, our current times fit in. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pause and put my dog in the bedroom. Like, That's just fine. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I did a Q&A two days ago and the guy's dog just would not leave him alone. And he just ended up having to like put himself on mute and <laughs> let his team answer all the questions. It's real. It's, real. <laughs> really, it's my kids and now they're home for the summer and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And I get to work from Randy's house today and use all her fancy Ooh. podcast equipment so it's pretty exciting <laughs> i'm so sorry no worries 
no worries. Um, I, I'd actually like to pick it up with a question for you, Emily, if that sounds good. Um, so Emily, can you talk about your writing process for the podcast? Sure. Great question. <laughs> I had um, a, a little bit of a chaotic process with this podcast, in part because it all came together so quickly. And so um, first I just started, you know, we kind of started talking about these women and um, who they might be connected to. I started thinking about different movies that might embody the archetypes that they represent. And, um, and I did a little bit of traveling around. I went and looked at the site where um, the house was, where Hattie McDaniel was born here in Wichita. I went and traveled out to Medicine Lodge, Kansas, um, where they have the Stockade Museum and the Cary Nation House and visited that. I went to the Kansas Aviation Museum, which includes incredible photos of women working in factories in Wichita during World War II. And so I started there and then really kind of wrote and researched at the same time, which I don't necessarily recommend, <laughs> but uh, it felt like I was really finding my way um, almost like when you're walking at night with a flashlight and you can just see what's right in front of you. That's really what this whole process felt like. And I had to kind of give myself over to that and trust that we would make it to the end. Well, you should be very proud. It, you know, I really want to echo what Layla was saying about the connections between pop culture and these uh, historic icons. It makes it so digestible and relatable um, and just overall a fantastic, uh, you know, episode and episodes to come. Layla, can you talk about your role on the project? Um, I think my role was basically um, to, uh, you know, make sort of like instigate the project, but then also like, like help and support Emily along the way with like what she needed if she had a creative question, you know, we talked through some different like, uh, we have this thing where would you would you unfollow follow or pause them and we talked through a few different like ways of um, let me just say this. We talked through some creative aspects of the project along the way. Um, and then I, I think that was really the biggest way that I was able to support Emily. And then um, of course, through Mama Film, we were able to like distribute it on our website and to our audience. I love, I, it just sparked such a clear uh, vision of how you guys did this with that unfollow, follow, or like uh, analogy. It's such a, what a great tip for for people out there that are creating their own podcasts. Like would you listen back or as an audience member? Um, and then as far as the subjects go, so we have heard for the Series Fest uh, next in Q Spotlight, the episode on Hattie McDaniel. Could you tease out a couple of other episodes that you ladies are excited to get audiences ears on? Sure, well, the, we started with Carrie Nation Carrie A. Nation, um, which was an adaptation of her given name, but she legally changed it to Carrie K C A R R Y, um, middle initial A Nation, because she saw her role as carrying the United States out of uh, or into prohibition rather, 
Um, she was a kind of a Midwestern prairie hellraiser uh, back at the turn of the century and was known for um, not only destroying uh, saloons and bars with her hatchet or a handy rock um, or other large object, <laughs> but also uh, really rallying women to her side, men and women, um, to form what they called an army, uh, which sort of terrorized the alcohol industry here in Kansas. And she's a very well-known figure in Wichita and in, in, the, in Kansas, but not so much around the country. And, you know, a lot of times with these well-known figures, it's very, um, what, what we know of them is sort of the outline, almost a cartoon. And so we wanted to, to dive into that. And then we also chose for our third and foremother, um, not exactly a woman, but more of an archetype of Rosie the Riveter, um, which kind of stands for all of these women who during World War II in the United States and elsewhere, stepped into roles that were traditionally performed by men. And as a result, just triggered a ton of social anxiety about what that would mean for the American family and our, our very social fabric as a nation. And um, it's we have this image that's become so connected to feminism. So we wanted to look a little bit into that and what that means. Is it really a feminist image or is it really an image of Rosie the Riveter? To, uh... <laughs> also that deep connection of like women in the workplace and in the workforce throughout COVID and throughout the last year and how it, how it is disproportionately affected women in the workplace. So there's a real, a real connection there. That is uh, very intriguing. I liked that little tease also, I felt like. Uh, and then, you know, you guys have done so much of this in COVID in Kansas, which is, you know, an untapped market, I think, for stories. So I, that's one thing that makes Feminist Foremothers so intriguing, I think, for our audiences. Do you plan to take this on the road and kind of, you know, get out there a little bit more now that we're all getting vaccinated and staying safer? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll let Emily delve into our season two a little bit more, but it's going to be more regional. Um, and yes, to your point about taking this on the road, there are untapped feminist foremothers or, you know, everywhere. And there's so much opportunity to tell their stories um, and connect their through lines to the lives we're living today. Um, but I'm really excited about season two, which will focus on pioneers and um, especially after the last year when people have moved in droves from cities to small towns and there's, it, there's been so much mobility, it really sort of harkens back to the day of the pioneers. But um, Emily can give a more detailed description. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, one of the things, one of the, just the practical things that um, seems really obvious but you don't maybe don't understand until you're in the middle of a project is that you're choosing these, these three distinct characters meant that I don't, you know, I'm not an historian, I'm not an expert, and that I didn't know that much about them. And then to, to dive, do a really deep research dive into three completely different subjects was a bit overwhelming. And so, um, and I also got frustrated, you know, I, I mean, each of these women could have um, spawned their own 12 episode podcast. There's so much that, that could be said. And so we decided to choose a broader topic 
Um, and to, yeah, expand it out into this region, which I think of as kind of the, the Middle West, the prairie region of Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, the Dakotas, maybe a little farther than that, too. Um, maybe a little Colorado. Eh, I got yeah, an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> and, and to see, um, to look at these women that, that um, came West and um, examine what their stories were, the risks that they took, but then also to, um, to look at what settlement meant to the indigenous women in this region and see how we can, um, again, contrast that with how these stories have been um, explored and reflected in pop culture over the years. And uh, we see that in you know, the television series, Little House on the Prairie, which actually begins with the Ingalls experience in Kansas, where they moved onto land that had been reserved for the native people and had some encounters with Native Americans in Kansas and ultimately moved because um, they didn't really belong here. And so finding those connections and really trying to tell um, those, those stories in a broader way. And I think we're at this point in our country where we're really looking at what some people would call our, our original sins. Um, including uh, settler colonialism. And so what does that mean? And how do we, um, how do we look at these legacies of set women who were settlers who really were incredible um, and understand it in a, larger in a larger context? Well, I can't wait to, to get into season two, pioneer uh, women. I mean, that sounds really fun uh, to dive into. And last question before we uh, head out is how can our audiences support the Feminist for Mothers podcast uh, outside of Series Fest? That's a damn good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'd love for audiences to listen to the other two episodes um, and to share, share, share. That's the best thing that we could ha possibly have. Um, people can donate to the project at uh, mama.film, um, which is always wonderful. We, we're looking for sponsors and advertisers and anybody who wants to get involved. I mean, these are amazing stories to tell. So um, we're, we're open to any, anyone you know, who has ideas for us, really. Well, good, because I have an idea. You guys have to Ooh. do an episode about Molly Brown. There is so much Molly Brown in Colorado. There's a museum in Denver. There's one in Breckenridge. I'm just saying, when you guys come here, I'll show you on the Molly Brown stuff. <laughs> so, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's really uh, a big part of the history here. But anyways, we can sidebar about that. Thank you both so much for joining us this season. Uh, and welcome to the Series Fest family. This is such a treat for our ears to get to learn uh, alongside you. And thank you for your hard work in putting this together. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Echo what Emily said. Thank you for including Feminist Foremothers and Series Fest. We're super excited. Yay. All right, ladies. Well, I will see you at the festival. Bye.
Thanks, Claire. Bye.